All right, so welcome back. Sorry about the interruption. So as I was saying, things are going to be a lot cheaper than they were before. Uh, interest rates have dropped. So many other things are changing. If you think about even vacation spots, they're going to be literally begging for people to start coming because people are not may not be working. They may not be making the kind of money they were making before or things have changed in their job situation. They may not go on vacation. I highly doubt that stop Americans from going on vacation considering they're going to be in their houses a lot for the last uh, for the next couple of weeks. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, oh, wait a minute. How about we make a more lucrative offer to our customers? Okay, so just on that perspective, think about it like that. Um, And I can go on and on and on and on with the whole financial part. But things that you are pursuing or if you are expecting something financially, it is shifting also because is changing for all of God's saints in the body of Christ, meaning that this is a new season that God has placed us in. Whenever we start seeing uh, things like plagues come, and you know, I remember when the um, they had the Passover and the blood was placed on the door of the lambs, and you know that night uh, the people that had the blood on the door they were passed over. The ones that were not didn't have it. So, but after that they were in a whole new season of things. So you know we can go more into that, and obviously you can look up those stories. But it comes down to right now we're in a totally different season of things. So that means the things that were before have completely shifted and you don't have to worry about that anymore because God is saying, hey, I've heard your cry and he's showing his saints. Um, you know, as long as you had the faith and you were able to hold out and wait, those who wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, their strength shall be renewed, right? As long as you have that faith, then he's showing you now, but you had to step out first in faith. So some of us have been holding out for a while, um, particularly in certain areas. Um, so, you know, it just depends on what what is it that... So ask yourself, what is it that you want? What do you want when it comes down to um, your financial expectations? And I think some of us just want a better quality of life, Right. And to be honest with you, that doesn't have a value on it, right? We just know that sometimes with money, it makes it more comfortable and convenient. But you want the mental thought, right? You want the mental part of a better value of life, which doesn't come with money. But then God says, okay, I'm going to show you a better quality of life. But just believe that you can have it first. And then you have it. He shows us. And then the money comes. Okay, does that make sense? All right, so I just want to show you that it's not necessarily the money that makes it the issue. It's our perspective and our faith first. And even for um, those other things that we're believing for, you know, I know that a lot of you are single and you're believing to get married or you've been married and you've gotten divorced and you're looking to get remarried. And this is a shifting season of how God wants to show you who you are yourself. When you look in the mirror, he wants you to be able to see his reflection in you because he is looking to see that reflection by perfecting your faith. Okay. Does that make sense? He is perfecting your faith and belief that you will get that. So you may start to meet people more now than you ever will. Supernaturally, people will start coming up to you of the opposite success. They're going to be drawn to you for whatever reason. 
And they're going to look at you with a different eye they've never seen you before with. Now, in other words, meaning that, okay, you've never met this person. What I'm saying is that, what I mean when I say that, is that you're going to see something in this person that you've never seen in other people. And they're going to be drawn to you for a reason that no one else has ever been drawn to you for. Okay, got that? Got that. Okay, that's the point I'm trying to make. So this is a whole shift in season. You know why people are going to look at you differently? Because they've had some time to spend some time with themselves because of this whole situation of sitting inside of their houses. They're going to go out their doors and they're going to look at life a little different. Some may be a little worse. Some may be a little better. But it's going to get better for God's saints. And if you are looking to be saved, I will say get saved. All right. Now it's the time to be saved. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you are saved today. And say that. Say that with open arms that you believe Jesus is alive today. Say that. And just say, I embrace and I invite the Holy Spirit in. And just invite them, invite them into your time, into your thoughts, into your perspective, into everything. He is looking to be there with you. Now, all right, I know I focus on a couple of things, but um, those are two of the biggest things that I know in the body of Christ that the enemy tries to hit us with financial reasons and with our spouse. Now, I could go on and on and on and on and on because there's so many different reasons, but I want to talk about First um, Corinthians 2, okay, starting at the first verse. I'm actually going to read all the way down to verse 16 because this verse right now is so applicable in the season that we're in when it comes to self-realization, all right? Um, you know, and I do want to apologize for the break in that message. Um, I, I, I know for sure the enemy does not want this message to get to you. So there was a break. So thank you for tuning back in from the previous message. Uh, okay, so let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, first verse. And I, brethren, when I came unto you, came not with excellent excellency of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm going to start explaining a little bit of this as we go through. I think that was a little bit self-explanatory, except that Jesus is all you need to know. If you're looking for something in life right now, Jesus is what you need to know. And God gives us perfection through Jesus in everything we do. Wisdom, the way we talk. Uh, testifying the things that God has done in our lives. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So in other words, we can't even create the kind of faith that we're looking for our own. We just have to be willing. We just have to believe. And when we invite the Holy Spirit in, he takes over from there. We speak wisdom, however, among them that are full grown, yet a wisdom not of this world. Okay, we're talking about the mysteries. We're talking about the supernatural mysteries of God now. Nor of the rulers of this world who are coming to naught, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, even the wisdom that have been hidden, which God foreordained before the worlds unto our glory, which none of the rulers of this world have known. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, every time I read that particular part, 
is so big and powerful. My, it's hard for my mind to even comprehend what God is talking about. But to even put it into an area where I can perceive it, think about people that are among you, your enemies or people that do things that you think make absolutely no sense at all. People, you know, for example, I was in LA the other day, there was a, a, a young guy on the motorcycle. He was standing up, literally, he had his knees folded on the handlebars of the motorcycle and he was zigzagging in and out of traffic. And it just made no inherent, no sense at all for him to do that other than he just wanted an early death that's all I could think about when I saw him and my mom saw it she couldn't even comprehend it because she doesn't see anything like that (laughs) where she lives in Alabama because people should have better sense than that right but I'm not trying to say that he doesn't have any sense I'm just saying that whatever spirit that was on him was causing him to make foolish decisions so when I think about that verse I think about people doing things like that Okay, because that makes no sense. The same thing when they crucified Jesus, it just made no inherent sense, right? He was doing good to the world, right? He was doing justice to the world. Even though we know it had to be done, but it made no sense what they did because they themselves were also so-called religious. But we know Christianity is about relationship. It's not about religion. But like he said, for had they known that they would not have crucified the Lord of glory, but... As it is written, things which I saw not and ear heard not and which enter not into the heart of man, whatsoever things God prepared for them that love him. And we're talking present tense, like the things that's going on now. And, you know, all I could hear in this in the wake of all this virus stuff, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. And God is revealing things to his saints the mysteries of God, things that nobody will know except those that have the spirit with them. And these are the things you're going to see people talk about now during this time. But once again, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the plans that God has for us. So we're entering a new realm of things. When you start seeing the beginning of the last days, now I know we're living in the last days and I hope you know that. But this plague, obviously, is just the beginning of what we're going to see. However, when you're saved, you don't concern yourself with that. You just believe and you do as according to what the Spirit has you to do. And you use your wisdom and you reveal and you speak as as the Holy Spirit has you to do it, using wisdom. Okay, and these are the kind of things we're talking about when we talk about self-realization. All right, because there are things awakening in, in God's people. They can't even understand the ones that are not saved. They don't even know. They're just frantic is the default feeling. You know, a lot of times when we're not dealing with a plague, anger is the default feeling or just frustration. But now frantic and panic is the default feeling because they don't understand it. And the enemy wants them to fear. He wants to fear them right into the grave so they can come to hell with that. And you know who else is going to be in hell along with the murderers and adulterers and sorcerers? The fearful, the fearful is going to be there also. So remember that God, when he said, do not fear, he means do not fear. Do not be intimidated. All right. Just invite him in. That's the only way you can look at this from a different perspective. So let's continue. 
But unto us God revealed them them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, say the deep things of God. For who among men knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of the man, which is, is in him? So a lot of times when you don't have the Spirit, you only look into yourself for answers, and that's not good enough. That's not the kind of answers you need because it hasn't helped. It does not help. It, it seems like it's helping, but it does not help. Even so, the things of God, none knoweth, save the Spirit of God. Right? So only the Spirit can reveal certain things about God. Only the Spirit. Everything about God, actually. It's not just certain things. But we receive not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is from God, that we might know the things that were freely given to us of God. Free! Free things. Free things. We don't have to do anything but accept it. Like when God was telling me, be still and know that I'm God. And I couldn't do that. I, I, I thought I was doing it, but I, even when I thought I was doing it, I couldn't do it. I, I just, my mind wouldn't let me. So it's so hard to do that because God said, wait, it, it's impossible to please God without faith. And there's so many different levels of faith. God said, now it's time to move to a new level. That's the best level to be in. The new level. That's the level God wants all of us to keep going to and to strive for, to get higher and higher and higher. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but the spirit teaches, combining combining spiritual things with spiritual words. Not the natural man receiveth, not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and he cannot know them because they are spiritually judged. I know that one kind of speaks for itself, but I'm just going to describe it and talk about it a little bit. You know, a lot of times when... um I could be talking to some people and I could talk about things from the Holy Spirit. And I, I know deep down the Holy Spirit saying that they, they're not getting it. You, you got to bring it down to another level and understand it. And then there's a part of me that really want them to understand it, which is kind of dangerous because it's, it's aggravating for everybody. But they're just not getting it. And, and it's, it's foolishness to them. They just they don't understand. They think that I'm foolish and I'm thinking that they got a foolish spirit on them and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So you cannot do that. You cannot do that. You have to speak. You have to use wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives us to help people understand things. And the same things when, when we're dealing with the world, you have to know what the world gives you and you have to admit to yourself, right now what I have is not enough. It's not working. I'm scared. I'm frantic. I don't know what to do. Everything that I thought was okay is not okay. Looking to other people to impress them is not okay. Pleasing people is not okay. People looking to me wanting to be like me, that's not okay. I need to point them to Jesus. There's a big arrow, a big arrow over the earth right now. And that arrow is pointing directly to Jesus right now as we speak. It's so obvious because there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go unless you're planning on dying soon. There's nowhere to go to escape this. And even then, you're going to have to face it in Judgment Day if you die for those, for those for, for bad reasons. For reasons that are not of God, that is. Okay? So, this is what I say when foolishness unto him. Because you have to be careful on how we perceive things. If we're not understanding, we've got to pray for wisdom to perceive it. If we're not understanding it, we have to pray for a heart to receive it and invite it in. And then just be able and be open and willing just be open and willing. Only believe. Just believe. Just believe. And I'm going to finish this off. But with verse 16. 
uh, excuse me, 15 and then 16. But he that is spiritual judges all things and he himself is judged of no man. Verse 16, for who have known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him, but he, but we have the mind of Christ. I'm so excited about this is I can get through the verses. You know, I am um, having the mind of Christ is so powerful to anyone. Okay. We can't even begin to understand it. Even when we say it, even when we activate it, we don't even know what we're doing uh, because God is always taking us to a new realm. Okay. God is always doing that. And the things that God give us the ability to do, we could never understand it until it just starts happening. And we're like, whoa, you know, and even, even to this day, and I know I have so much more to do in, in my walk with God and my purpose, just as you do before you leave this earth, before I leave this earth, every time I see the Holy Spirit show up, I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away. Uh, whatever he does, you know, and a lot of times I think because of who we are in the, in the human form, we want to overanalyze everything. And I get stuck sometimes with how, 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 because I'm, I just, how can it be? Because the way it's always been. And that's where faith is. It's taking you to a place you've never been, right? That's the mind of Christ. And you see the beauty of that. God is so amazing. And he shows us every day, every single day, how amazing it is. Even in the little things, it means a lot because we have to be okay with the little things. Before we start to even appreciate the big things, right? So when he says a mind of Christ, I want you to understand the magnitude of what's inside of you. Okay. We have the same magnitude that everyone used in the Old Testament to perform miracles. The same magnitude to walk across the Red Sea and see it divide. The same magnitude Moses used when he was up there on Mount Sinai, when he was praying the same magnitude, the mind of Christ. I mean, Moses was receiving during that entire time. We have the same magnitude that King David used when he slayed, when he slayed or slew Goliath, right? The same magnitude of when um, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, resurrection. It's not even just that. You know, a lot of times I think about that magnitude. I said, well, that's you know, I can think about it and it seems easy enough. You know, and you say, okay, I have faith and I believe in miracles. All right. But to take this thing to a whole new level, even if we had not seen it done before. All right. God has the same magnitude to do above, greater and beyond. That's what he means when he says eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. That's what he means. So what I'm saying to you, you're in this time where you've never physically uh, been in a pandemic. None of us have. But when you're grounded in Christ, it doesn't phase you one way or the other because you know you're protected. You know you're saved. But then you start thinking, God, where are you taking us? Because there are some things he's not even really revealing yet. Right. He always he, he always reveals it to his prophets, but he only reveals what he wants to reveal. He has that right. He's God. He can do what he wants to do. So prophets know to a certain extent, and depending on the ranking of that prophet, they know more than the other prophets do. But he's still not given everything because even the prophet can't understand that, right? So think about it. We're going to an area where we don't even know what God's going to do next, right? We just know 
that we're living in the last days. So as it is written in the book of Revelation, we know strange things are going to occur, right? Now, if strange things are going to occur that's written in the book of Revelations, imagine what God is revealing and giving to his people who understand and receive the mind of Christ to overcome those things. So Satan has prepared his army, 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 army. <laughs> I don't like to give the devil that credit, but it's written in the book of Revelation. But God has prepared so much greater than what Satan can ever dream or imagine. That's why he's not revealing everything because he's preparing something out there that we don't know what we're going to be able to do with the mind of Christ. I want you to remember that. Now, I know I took this thing to a whole new level when it comes to looking at yourself, but I want you to understand about what's in you, what you're capable of. And it, you know, even now with me, and like I said before, God saying, be still and know that I'm God. I, I believe it. Be still and know that I'm God. I'm receiving that right now. It's not even just about the pandemic because I'm sitting here meditating on God's word, but it is refining myself, refining myself in his word, refining myself with time alone with the Holy Spirit. And that's what you've got to do right now. What you know and what you have seen is not working. Okay. It's not working. The whole earth, everything out there on Facebook, everything out there on Instagram, everything out there in social media, uh, calling your friends, talking about what's going on at the grocery stores, who's there, who's not there. That doesn't work. That doesn't help you. Matter of fact, the more you give into uh, frantic behavior and talk, the more you're going to receive it yourself. So stop that if you're doing that and start meditating on God's word. And, you know, first Corinthians, second chapter, it's a good place to start. If you don't know where to start, I think the best place to start is just inviting the Holy Spirit in and letting him direct your path. There are so many different devotionals and inspirational messages you can listen to, and they can point you in the direction of God's word. But I want to tell you, no matter what you read, no matter where you start reading, God is going to give you the ability to understand it because that's the spirit that he gave us. I never thought I'd sit and read the King James Version and just understand like I'm reading a kid's book. I never thought because when I was growing up, that just seemed so difficult to me. Who can understand that? You know, who can make sense of it? And there are times when I'm not in my right mind because I'm I'm thinking about stuff that's going on or could get caught up in business. I'll read the scripture and think, oh my God, I don't even know what this is talking about. Or I'll get bored or something. Then I got to stop and reflect and spend the time with the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit says something to me that points me back in the right direction to receive it better. So that's why you have to meditate on the scriptures day and night. Now, um, if you are a person that's hungry for the supernatural, hungry for better, I can say to you, meditate on the scriptures and meditate on God's word. And that may not mean a lot to you until you invite the Holy Spirit in. I can't stress that enough until you understand the impact that the Holy Spirit has on your physical being, has on what you're going through right now. As far as the fanaticism with the with the plague, I mean, this is a good time to say, God, I'm scared. I'm scared. Can you come in and alleviate, invite your spirit in to alleviate this fear that I have? And he will do it. Okay. And I'm just using that as an example. He can do that with any area of your life, but I'm doing this. I'm saying that because there's so much going on out there. And I guess anybody can relate to that. Uh, that's going through it. So this is it for me. All right. And thank you so much for listening today. Um, this can be used in every, every area of your life, as I said at the beginning, and this will make you a better person in every area of your life once you start that. But you've got to start with yourself first. I don't care who you're in the marriage with or in a relationship with. You've got to start with yourself first. Nobody needs to feel the baggage that you have, that you have not let the Holy Spirit take away from you. Nobody, uh, not even you. 
All right. So remember, if nothing else, Jesus loves you and so do I. Um, I think I talked to you about being on the Cross Network a couple of times a week. You can see me on that. Um, so that's getting ready to change also. And so we're, we'll see where the Holy Spirit is going. But uh, God gave me a voice to speak, and that's what I use my voice for, to speak for him. So, And I also talked to you about my book coming out um, in mid-April, and that is April 14th, and it's called Little Diary of Relationship Truths. And I'm going to talk more about that as time gets closer. So thank you for listening in. I'll look for you next time. See you.